This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is February 10th, 2019, and we are continuing our trigger warning postmortem episodes. And this is the postmortem for episode three. So, as we've been doing this whole series, it's Calhoun with me. What's up, homie? What's going on? We got our mojo back, baby. Yeah, so again, trigger warning. This is episode three, the Cripple Cola episode. So, let's go on to get to it. First off, Salute the killer Mike for making a valid point in that America love the bad guy, which we do. I remember back in the day, remember they used to do cribs and every nigga had a Scarface picture like that nigga was real. Remember that shit? Like it was like a like a call of fame. You couldn't have a Cribs episode unless you had a Bentley and a Scarface poster. Yeah. Side note, the name of this um episode was White Game Privilege. So we can get back to it. And that's pretty much what it showed you. So the Hells Angel been incorporated, and what he mentioned is they even sue everybody who even talk about them. So you bring that shit if you want to, they'll handle your ass on and off the court. <laughs> Literally. So it was only fitting that they start the, the biggest game known to America, as far as uh, African American is concerned, is Crips and Bloods. And so I like that he went in and went in and like, let's, let's monetize this shit. Since y'all already have it, let's monetize it. And I had a thought about it anyway. Because I remember we was in the rock and roll. You remember that motherfucker? Yeah. That was a a spot in Atlanta. Most of you motherfuckers wouldn't even go in if y'all weren't from him. It was a place called the rock and roll. I remember some bloods in there. You ever seen bloods talk? They use sign language. Yeah. And most gangs. Gangs do. And I thought to myself then, I told uh, the late great M.O.B. this. I was like, you know how goddamn stupid that is to me? Them niggas went and learned a whole new language. Like, you could see they was, you could almost understand what they were saying as he was signing it. And I said, instead of learning that shit to sign for some fuck-ass gang shit, why don't he learn that shit, American Sign Language, and make money off of it? So, they already have a discipline that comes with them, so they might as well incorporate themselves. And so I like the idea of it. Plus, it was right up the street from where we grew up in Four Season, even though I'm not from Four Season, but Thomasville. In front of Leland Valley area. So I mean, it's right up the street. Yeah, so people who are, aren't from Atlanta, people who are from Atlanta but not familiar with that side of town, Four Seasons is right next to the Federal Penitentiary. So that's probably the iconic thing on that side of town where people can identify with. Four Seasons is what? A quarter mile from there of that? It's across the street. It's literally. The house is on the, on the land. Like the, the whole land. Remember, right when you pass the the penitentiary, then them houses that sit on the land with the, the guards and stuff. Four Seasons right next door to it, right across the street. Yeah, so, and you stay probably a mile from there, if that, maybe a mile and a half, if that, or whatever. So, Calhoun literally stays, to show you how close to home this is for us, we, I, we went to school with people from Four Seasons and that whole area. Like, Calhoun Elementary, Middle, and High School. Me, High School. So, like, we're very familiar with that area. And, you know, very familiar with the fact that they, you know, that they do chose to roll a certain way over there as far as affiliations. So 
So it, it hit home for us for for a number of reasons. So I just wanted to say that, like, it this one touched home for us. So I'll let you get back to it. And you gotta love how they went about that. I, Killer Mike once again delivers in a in a powerful episode and convincing them brothers. Let's start something that's gonna be positive. One, two. I like the idea of trying to take them in the bank for a loan, and that's eye-opening. You can't just be in these streets, man. At some point in time, you have to do something legal in order to grow in this in this world. You can't just have... Well, in this white man world, you got to be on papers to get anything, right? Like, all these hoods, you could be hood and talk that shit, but to have your own, you have to be on some type of paper, because you're not walking in the cash buying shit, because then the IRS on your ass, so, hey, I'm gonna let my aunt get, I'm gonna get the house of my aunt name, get the car in my brother name, or sister name, or whatever, like, you can't really move like that in the real world, so I think that was a good, I think that's where he showed them, and were like, it kind of opened their mind, like, I think he, this was a mind-blowing episode for them as, in totality, I think he opened their minds to the possibility of what they could be, when really, They've just been they've just been what they've been and what society has defined them as. Cause like they never thought about being a legitimate business until he told them about Hills Angels. Exactly. And I even like the idea that the other boy the guy had before they even did the sodas. Like it may sound like it was a high idea, but like Buddy said, what about zippers? I never would have thought of that. Well that was I thought that was out of the box thinking, right? He like shit, you always gotta have zippers on stuff. And I I thought that was actually very genius. I, I think that it's easier for production value to make a soda than it is to get a zip on the on the gene. So I think that part of that, that was a good idea, but they had to do something that could really be done in a full production cycle. Because these seem to be produced in a relatively short time span. Yeah, it had to be. You know, that shit was probably going to come from Japan. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. But how you was going to get that over here and sell that. So I, I like it. And I, I was... I, I'm infatuated with the product. I'm pissed. The con part of this is well. Let's get let's get to that. Let let's get to that. So they come up with selling Coca Cola, right? The whole point was Coca Cola used to be addictive. It's a simple formula. Anybody can make it. Let's try that. That's how they got there, right? Right. Well, we'll make a better one instead of making all that bullshit in it. Yeah, we'll just we'll simplify it down basically to the base ingredients, but we'll make one essentially. Right, and so you know, it was a lot of parallels to cooking dope and cooking Coca Cola, right? Very much so. So they make the Coca Cola, and now this is where the magic starts, right? So Killer Mike and all his knowledge and glory gets them in front of you know they go to a loan for the bank, the part you're talking about, and how they can't really they don't have any real um, assets to get a loan, and so now they that's how they get to where they just. Grassroots cook it up, bottle it themselves. And now they go to stores and try to distribute it, right? Well, before they go to stores, they go to the dude and try to brand it, right? Right. And the dude comes up with a couple ideas. They finally come away with a brand, and they were excited about it. What were your thoughts about it? Actually, the brand was pretty dope. And I like the whole idea of Cripple Cola. That, it, was a, it was a great name. I liked it. The, the white guy who gave them the brand and the white guy who gave them the, the who gave them the uh, the knowledge as far as they have a nice brand and uh, they have a good product and this is something they can even buy. Like, those are very two great um, 
That was two great segments, I think. Okay. It showed it showed the quality of the product that they had at the time. Yeah. And so then they then they go to the challenge of getting it in distributed, right? So they tried to go in local markets and make some resistance with it, right? And then what comes in how white gang privilege and black gang privilege, you know, and even and it was in both communities because the first one was a black guy. And he was like, I don't, I don't want that in my stores. I mean, it is that's the part that started to that shine a light on America's thinking on on black people as far as their that they, they just showed the, the obstacles in their path opposed to per se the Hells Angels or Godfather this or the mob that uh, and it just shows different it. So you're saying that America glorifies one type of bad guy but hates the other type of bad guy. Which is the point of his episode, which is why this is so interesting because he brings all that to full circle and he brings a light to it. So much so he that he he mentioned he figured there would be some resistance with business owners, which it should not have been as much. But that was short sighted. So what he said he'll do is do a peer a group, right? What is that? A group study. And get some opinions of those who are avid soda drinkers. So they had that resistance with business owners. And the, the moniker that comes with Crips, right? And so what he'll do is, because of surely in this day and age, and because everyone loves the bad guy, surely the consumer will be more, much more open-minded. So I want to stop right there. Because I, I know Hell's Angels sell stuff. Have you ever seen? I don't think like only Hell's Angels people buy the stuff they sell. Like I thought from I, I, I'm maybe I'm not remembering everything correctly. I thought a lot of their how they made their money was that they trademarked Hell's Angels or something like that, and people basically they built up themselves to be such a big badass that people would use them in like um, fiction. And once you used them in fiction, they came after your ass and got and you paid them for using their name or whatever, right? So they trademark, but they also merchandise. Uh, I don't know. Of course, we're not going to see much of it. Not in urban, in an urban setting, ain't no nigga really rocking Hell's Angels. Well, I think this is the part that's like racially doesn't matter. Like even if it was Bloods and Crips were selling gear, I wouldn't think you would just walk around with Hell's Angels gear, gear if you weren't one of. Like again, that could be my interest. Like you're not walking around with Blood or Crip gear unless you're trying to be one of them. Like Joe, who works at who works at the airport, ain't walking around with no Blood or Crip gear. So I wouldn't think Bob the Plumber is walking around with Hell's Angels gear unless he wanted to be one of. Them. I wouldn't wear no blood or crip gear, but I wouldn't wear that crip color of a blood pop soda. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's different. I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm. I agree with that, but I'm just saying in general, like, I think that this part, of, I, I want to see, and this is why I may be wrong. I don't think just a white person would wear Hell's Angels gear, not trying to be a part of a Hell's Angels. I don't think they would check you about that shit. I don't know. You might be right. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just saying that's just like in my mind, the way my mind views the world is like, yeah, they put it out there, but like, unless you fuck with them hard, like you wouldn't get that or whatever. Cause I think that's a a chin check and waiting to happen in my mind. I could be wrong, but I just that's just in my mind. So you could be wrong, but you could be right. I, I would imagine. I don't know. You might be right. I'm not sure. I, I imagine that's more one of those goofy consumer deals. Like it's a uh, it's a niche, but if you're a biker, I would imagine you wouldn't be wearing no Hell's Angel or anything if you wasn't a Hell's Angel. 
Or even if you just bob the plumber, like, hey, I'm gonna just throw in this Hill Langer shirt and go out. Like, I, I would think, like, I would think, I, I just, again, this is my, me being naive, could be, I like, we could take blood to Crip. We wouldn't get no Crip shirt because they would think we were, hey, could, you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point it would come up, like, hey, you cuz or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, blood, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wearing no shit. Yeah, yeah, so I would just think they would have the same problem. These are Bloods and Crips in Atlanta, which is totally different from Bloods and Crips in, in L.A. <laughs> yeah. That one is a whole different ball game. Yeah, but ultimately, the point he was making was right. You right. you can use the image you created to build a brand off of. So that's the point where I think we all can agree. You know what I'm saying? And so it goes to your point of when they were doing the taste testing, how people initially thought of stuff. Right. Initially, they loved it. Until? Initially, they loved it until they brought out the name. And then the ignorance came with the name. And, and that's what, and I think that's what the whole series is showing. It, it's showing you quietly, but not quietly, that even in today's society where it's supposed to be so accepted for this, that, and the other, no one really judges and all that type of nonsense well, it, we're still what we say what we say we're not as society as society is only open mind until it's time to voice your opinion publicly and then it's back to you know the basics and that's what he's truly showing you. and so it was it was hatred and racism that came right on out and of course it came from one, from a Latin guy who was a know-it-all this series introduced Mario we're gonna we're gonna about talk more about Mario later because he's actually he is the one thing I hate about the series. Like he takes the series down the little grade for me. Oh really? Yeah, I think they I think they spent too much time emphasizing him as kind of a a key. Like he shouldn't have been a re- reoccurring character. Like in no way, shape, form, or fashion. Like, and, huh? and he was. I, 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 I like what they did with him. He wound up getting too much time. Like, he wanted them people... Giving him that much time is giving him exactly what he wants. Like, if that's how he is in real life, you just gave and him they his... Fed, they fed the demon. Exactly. Like, I'll, they, fed, they fed him. You ignore him, and that's how you... That's how you beat cats like that. You ignore them, or whatever. So, like... The, re- the, reason why I like, the reason why I like Mario is because we have way too many Marios. And this is... The Mario is a direct is a great representation of millennials. That's exactly how millennials think and talk. Yo, they have no idea how racist they are. They know it all. They're dug in the, they're, they're dug their heels in the dirt on issues they know very little about. They're very passionate about nothing. They take a negative view thinking it's positive, and they dig their heels in. Like, it's crazy. Yo, but I think That's ultimately exactly. you just said the best. Having him on the show that much just rewards that type of behavior. Now the next person can go on there and be like, I'll just be as extreme as Mario, and I'll be the next Mario on the end of show. It was, I thought it exposed him because he came out looking like a dirt bag every time they showed him. Yeah, but they kept showing him and kept, like, they kept showing him. And, like, it, it's one of those things. It may have meant to be a spoof, but it winds up making him, it gives him way more it gives his little five minutes of fame. It turns into 30 minutes of fame. So, like, I think this... Huh? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can agree with some of that. So, like, whoever the next Mario is, like, I just be him. And at least I get... I be on the next three episodes. I do want to say this. Going back to the Cripple Cola. The Crips they used 
one of those young men, the one who came back in the later episode, I think he's actually really smart. Like, him and the big dude. I thought those two were, like, the smartest or whatever. I thought that if they a different upbringing, I think they are much more successful by American standards of success. I thought they were very smart. I was real impressed with them. I think what it, I think what it did was humanize them, and I think that was needed. That show, uh, I know what you're talking about. The one who was trying to explain things to him about unity. Yeah. And again, going to Mario, he was like, "You understand when you see unity or when you see this sign, the, the infinity symbol? Do you understand what it means?" And he was like, "It means." And he was wrong on what he was saying as usual. And he was talking about unity and an everlasting loop. He, yeah, they were intelligent. And that's what I do like about what they did. They humanized them. And so now you have a face. You don't just have a... You just don't have a demonic uh, brand behind them. Or so they, a villainous brand behind them. These are also human. And these are also kids who's trying to make aware. These are also kids who are products of their environment. So I like that he did that with them. And I like that he introduced the Bloods into it. There was another... There was... All these different personalities worked beautifully. Because the Bloods were some old heads. One of them was a vegan. And... They 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 evoke maturity and in, and intellect into it. So I think that was awesome that they brought them to. And then they showed them both at the farmers market. Who knows what that was? And how they, you know, side by side selling them the products. So I enjoyed that facet of. Yeah. So I enjoy I enjoy what he did. So now we got to the end of the episode. Now we're in the real world. And fast forward to the biggest problem that you, I have with the show. These are great ideas that don't they seem to be just ideas for production, not real ideas that turn into real world concepts. Be, because where can you find Cripple Cola now? You can't even find it in the store across the street from Four Seasons. I went looking for a Cripple Cola website. Anybody online distributing Cripple Cola. Cripple Cola IG, Cripple Cola everything. This was, what, two Fridays ago, last Friday, whatever. Like, if you don't have your product out, the least you could do is have a, you got a brand. At least you could do is have an IG, have a Facebook, have a Twitter set up. That don't take nothing. I didn't see none of that. Now, they may have it today as of this time, which February 10th, 2019. But when I looked two weeks ago, a week ago, it was nothing to be found about that. And I was so disappointed. Because I think Killer Mike is, he's too progressive, he's too smart, he's too positive, he's too many good things to be caught slipping like this. Which is why I think it's fiction to begin with. I think that was a ruse. Uh, and I think it was supposed to be provoked. I, told, I remember we spoke about it after I seen it, and I was like, what the fuck is this thing? It's all on, I'm on his page, not just the IG. I'm, it's all over his page when you got pictures people are begging for it. And, and I was thinking the same. Before it dropped, he should have had this shit in stores. But we just had the Super Bowl here. I knew he would have it here for the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's something. Like, we talk about changing lives, changing brands, changing identity. This can be something that changed them boys. Like, they can set them up. They can set those crips up, whatever. It can set them up to really that take off. The whole folks season and the whole South Side. If they had that here for the Super Bowl and had different booths around, because it was booths all over the city for product, and if they had that product flooded into the city, people would have been there. They would have made out like bandits this weekend, last week. That would have been so simple to do. So that's why I said that that shit is fiction. It's not. 
in my opinion, I don't think it's even hitting shelves. It's been weeks now. I mean, that shit ain't hitting no shelves. We talk about wave and catching your wave or whatever. They missed their wave. And like people be like, oh, they can get it back. The difference in catching your wave and not catching your wave is hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more for them. Like, that's the difference between you making 100000 hard or making an easy 500000 Just by sitting, that, that sets you up so far ahead. Man, Cripple Cole, if they would have had it ready, eat that or blood pop. Either one of them two. Them, man, that shit set them up good for, hey, it set them up millions. They get bought out probably after the Super Bowl by somebody with real money. They get bought out by Coca-Cola. Exactly. Oh, you, hey, they bring them in and, hey, we want you guys to be the Urban Armor Coke. We want Cripple Coke. We want Cripple, we want Cripple Coke to be the cola of the streets. It, it's, it's so short. It's, to me, that, I don't see how you could. It's almost criminal to miss out on this. And even with, for those two, that changes. Let me tell you something. I'm just saying, they lie. Man, that make a change in four seasons. You hear me? One of the last few hoods still... Alive in Atlanta right now. That changes a lot. A lot. It's six niggas for four seasons, man. And about two niggas from the south side. That changed the south side. If that shit pop. So I, I don't understand that. That's the biggest kind of it because that should have hit. Especially now, you got to strike while the iron is hot. You make millionaires off of that. And for them not to, not to do that, that's not even the. That's not just a disgrace. That's a that's a letdown. That left a bad taste in my mouth. I got to admit that. Love the episode, but I, I really didn't like the results of it. In the real world, where I can't even find this, I live off of Moreland Avenue. I live right by goddamn Thomasville Four Seasons, Southside. And for that shit not to be over even on this side of town, that shit's a travesty. You ain't seen Billboard 1. You ain't seen... Billboard over here ain't nothing but $500 to rent. $1,000 at the most. Like, you ain't seen that. And, like, just, you know, I'm, I hate to rag on Killer Mike. I think he, I think he's presenting amazing ideas to us. But, that's a, homie, that's a wasted opportunity. Like, that's, what, that's the difference between fiction and the real world. And, like, that, I, it's just disappointing for somebody I would expect so much more from. I know that's fucked up. No, but the thing that slaps you in the face is every interview because I'm an avid fan. We've been fans of Killer Mike before Trigger One since eight, you know, Adidas song, really. Monster. But Monster, yeah, you're right. Oh, play out grind. My focus is rhyme. Whole world. Right, right. We've been fans of him, honestly. And I've been watching Never Killer Mike interviews. I love it. He kills these shits. And he's been on a promo tour. Promoting this doc, this this show, and everywhere he goes, he have a thing of Cripple Cola. So why the fuck do you keep promoting something that you don't even have in production? That adds to the frustration. So at some point, man, get this shit and let's go with this shit ride out and cut this nonsense out. I hope they miss their wave. What's gonna be even worse is if none of them are part of it for real. That's what's gonna be the real slap in the face. What you mean? Like if, if well, if Cripple Cola is the white, if some white guy who really makes it, and Killer Mike or them niggas don't have nothing to do with it, and that shit hit shoes. Oh, like somebody just take that? What take that? Well, if it's already somebody else's idea, that's what might be 
that's what might be the crazy part about this. If it's already like a Pepsi already owned it or something like that. If it's something crazy, right? And they just see if it hit. And when that shit dropped, them them six niggas, Killer Mike, like none of them are a part of that. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Kind of, sort of, really, but not really. I see what you're saying. I don't see how that's popular with them having a logo on TV, having the name on I TV. I don't know who's a part of it. I don't know who owns it. I don't know if it's been sold already. Well, if it's been sold already, that at least that'd be a step. Now, if it's sold and them young men made money, that would be a that would be a real step. But if it's what if they still sold and no, and they did make money off of it. I mean, I know this sounds kind of short-sighted and kind of fucked up, but then you got to question Killer Mike. Without a doubt. So that's to be continued. Like, again, Lord Killer Mike, I think this is a brilliant show with really groundbreaking and innovative ideas, but you have to see production out of it. It's the whole thing. What is, it don't matter how smart you are if you're not applying it. Agreed. So... That's only kind of the the best. What would you get a show? I was just gonna ask you. I get a show. I mean, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten just because we don't see the real world value of it right now. I know that's how I'm, we are seeing it being applied, and this is something very low hanging fruit that could be applied. Agree. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half, nine. I'm gonna just stick to the show. The show itself, the idea of it. Um, the way he exposed American thinking, I gotta give it. I gotta give it a. I'm gonna give it a nine. This is probably my. It's probably my third best show, second or third best show that I like. This I'm is my third best show. Moment. This is my third best yeah, favorite probably, show, huh? Actually, third or fourth. They're so good. It's like it's like a tie for three. Yeah, like it's two that stand. It's two that stand out. One that I'm not a fan of, and the rest are kind of all in the same group. Right. So. So, I'm upset. No, this might be my second best show. Yeah. To me. Even though the other, one one more has a little more substance. But I really did enjoy this one. And I did like what he did, and I did like the things that he exposed. He exposed that street life, how he can only get you so far. He exposed the thinking of America, how racist it is when it comes to, you know, vilifying American black gang culture. He shows some guys how you can get out of the hood and what you can use and how easy it can be. And he gave you a path and he gave you a solution. So I got to say this might have been my second best. All right. So I got to give it a nine. I still give it an eight just because, again, some of these, you want to leave here with, I think part of what the value of this show for me too is you leave here with real world solutions, real world take home things that you can do. And like, we left it with a real world product that nobody can get their hands on. And that's disheartening to say the least. Agreed. So, thank you guys. Any more thoughts on it before we get going? Nah, I'm about to say it. Let's tell a friend to tell a friend. DigitalDaren.com. We're doing trigger one post mortem. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.